0: Well, welcome to the Ask Anything Podcast, because some things are better said than read. My name is Peter LaRufa, and today I'm going to be uh, asking—no, I'm not going to be asking anything. I answer questions you ask them. Try that again. Well, welcome to the Ask Anything Podcast, because some things are better said than read. My name is Peter LaRufa, and today I'm going to be answering this question. Why did God allow polygamy in the Old Testament? It's a great question, and it's something we see in the Old Testament from the earliest pages of the Old Testament. Right in the fourth chapter of Genesis is our first example of polygamy that I know of. Lamech took unto himself two wives, Genesis 4 and verse 19. Lots of times when people think of polygamy, they're thinking of Solomon, who we know had 700 wives, 300 concubines. It's like, dang, bro. Uh, But honestly, Abraham had multiple wives. Jacob had multiple wives. David had multiple wives. And so it's certainly something we see throughout the Old Testament. And when you read through the Bible and you see how God has designed marriage, it's a valid question to say, why did he allow this to happen? And especially among some biblical heroes of the faith. And so I want to start out by answering it like this. I don't know. I really don't know. The scriptures are not clear as to why God allowed that. I can't point to a chapter and verse to show you why God allowed this, and so people have speculated uh, along a number of different lines over the years and over the centuries. Uh, Some people have speculated that because of the patriarchal nature of uh, ancient times, it was nearly impossible for an unmarried woman to provide for herself, to protect herself, and so polygamy, although it's not ideal and not the way that God created marriage to be, was certainly a better option than starvation or prostitution or slavery or ultimately even death. Um, and I could see that as a possible theory. Um, some people have suggested that God, uh, in his, uh, mandate to Adam and Eve saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Uh, that part of that happening was happening because a man could impregnate multiple wives and the earth could be filled. And so this was necessary in order that the earth would be filled with human beings sooner rather than later. That's another theory, I guess, but I got to be honest with you, uh, I don't like either of those theories. I don't think that just because God allowed something to happen, he approved of it. I mean, if you think about the atrocities that we see in our day and age today, that all of which are happening, and it seems that God is allowing, and he is allowing it, he certainly could stop it. But just because he allows something doesn't mean he approves of it. And so we go back to the pages of Scripture in Genesis chapter 2, and we read about how God has designed marriage to take place, that a man would leave his father and mother, a man, and cleave unto his wife, and the two—there's actually numbers used— the two shall become one flesh. And so there's a oneness that takes place in marriage that happens between two people, not more than two people. And so God designed marriage to be between one man and and one woman husband and wife and the two shall become one flesh and the marriage verses that we read about in the new testament that are specifically speaking about marriage in ephesians chapter 5 i'm thinking of verses like uh i don't i don't remember the exact verse number but when paul says for a husband who loves his wife loves himself there's uh, assuming that there's a husband and a wife I think in 1 Timothy, when we're talking about the qualifications to be an elder of a church, the man is to be uh, a one-woman man, a husband of one wife. And so there's an assumption that if the man is married, he would be married to one woman. And so I don't know the answer to the question that you're asking, but I wanted to use this as an opportunity to make sure that we remember that just because God allows something doesn't mean he approves of it. Some people go through life thinking that either God is not in control of things or that he's just forgotten or doesn't care about the evil atrocities that are going on in our world and in our very lives and the ways that we suffer. But that's not true. He's allowing things to happen uh, because he has a plan that I know not of and you know not of. There's certain things that we see throughout the Bible that we know are part of his plan, but then there's things that happen in everyday life that we did not know that certainly are within God's control, but we couldn't have pointed to Scripture To show you to say that's obviously what God meant to happen today. The weather is the way it is today because of what it says in the Bible. We can't do that. But just because God allows something doesn't mean he approves of it. And so let's make sure that we're always going back to God's design, to God's word, to make sure that we value what he values, that we approve of what he approves of, and that we strive to live lives that are pleasing to him according to his word and his design.